but what if it's not? What if your belly fat's due to glucose and insulin and thyroid and you know leptin and all these other things and not due to your cortisol? Now you've suppressed the heck out of your cortisol that maybe is already suppressed. Oh my and God. now you're like, I just spent $59.99 and I feel more tired. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today's guest is Dr. Carrie Jones. Dr. Carrie Jones is an integrative physician who specializes in women's health and hormones. She is the medical director for Precision Analytical Inc. They are the creators of the most cutting edge hormone test on the market, the Dutch test. She's an incredible educator who, in her own brilliant words, is helping hormonally challenged people feel less crazy. She does this primarily through real talk education, sarcasm, funny analogies, and her occasional swear word. My kind of girl. She's real. She's funny. She's smart. She's highly experienced. And in my opinion, she is so generous with the volume of highly informative and empowering content she shares every day for all of us to gain from. Her Instagram is a must follow. It's in the show notes for you guys. This epic conversation with Carrie, we get down on tons of valuable topics around hormone health, such as what hormones are and what it actually means to feel hormonal, symptoms when your thyroid is off, how to best test your thyroid, the difference between Graves' disease and Hashimoto's disease, adrenal glands, what are they? How do they function? Carrie's breakdown on what adrenal fatigue actually is, the importance of cortisol and its role on our health, why increasing blood flow through movement is so important for hormone health, the best kind of training for adrenal fatigue, how overtraining negatively affects our health and how important it is to learn to listen to the biofeedback so we know when we are in excess mode, balancing hormones for fertility, learning how to trust yourself and listen to your body's feedback to best guide you, why tracking your cycle is so important for your health, the difference between estrogen and progesterone, understanding the circadian rhythm, Carrie's top tips to optimize your circadian rhythm, the importance of sleep health and its huge play on our hormone health, estrogen detox, why it's important and who is it important for, how alcohol has a huge negative effect on our hormones, and so much more. You guys, hormone health is so important to our overall well-being and longevity. I cannot even express that enough. It's an absolute privilege to bring on such a high-level expert like Dr. Carrie Jones for all of us to learn from, truly. My favorite part is how fun she makes the process of learning the complexities of hormone health. Seriously, you're going to giggle and you're going to learn at the same time. And that is a win-win. So you guys, without further ado, please enjoy Dr. Carrie Jones. All right, we are live and recording. Dr. Carrie Jones, thank you so much for carving out time of your busy schedule to be here and talk all about hormones today. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, 
my gosh, me too. Well, it's my favorite subject. So I was psyched to get introduced to you and be a part of this. I know. Thank you to Ralph. He had so many great things to say about you and it was immediate connect. So I want to dive right into it. Can you give a little backstory to our audience um, about, you know, how you arrived to be at this place, you know, where you are in your career life and, and really what drove you to hormones? Like why did that become such a love for you? Isn't that funny? So I've known since I was a little kid that I wanted to be a doctor first and foremost, and that I wanted to do women's health. Um, you know, a lot of people have these huge life events when it comes to what drove them into medicine or, you know, to become in, into healthcare or what have you. And I just found that I wasn't getting a lot of answers and I was having a lot of friends that were, were struggling with things and nobody, everybody was just like, Oh, just take the birth control pill. I would get, I was in college and I'm encouraging my friends to eat better and to exercise and drink water. And they're like, we're in college. Like what's wrong with you? you know? <laughs> and so when I, when I graduated, <laughs> excuse me, I went to naturopathic medical school, found my calling again, still in hormones, women's health, did my residency in gynecology, women's health and hormones. And I've just sort of never stopped. It's the area of study that I love. You know, I have friends that love the musculoskeletal system, right? Yeah. I have friends that love, like Ralph, he loves men's health, you know? And yes. like, so not my thing. <laughs> that doesn't excite me, you know, when people are like, what do I do with my kid? My, you know, my, what do I do with my four-year-old? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with your four-year-old. But if you're 40 years old or 34 years old, I got you. Like that yeah. I can do. That's so amazing. My practice is always focused in hormones. And now I'm the medical director for a hormone test called the Dutch test. So it just, I just keep going on the same trajectory. I love it. So I actually have the Dutch test waiting for me to do it. I'm so excited <laughs> about it. It's such a timely thing. And I'm, I want to talk about that with you. Um, it's very specific on how you have to, when you are going to, to do the test, but mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. So, um, you know, I think it's, so a year and a half ago, I, I discovered that, um, for a very brief moment, my thyroid went hyper. And oh, oh. just to give you a quick piece yeah. of how that happened, um, it was essentially because I was taking iodine, a supplement for three years. And I didn't know that I didn't need to take this high dose of iodine. You know, you hear iodine is really good for you, thyroid and all that. So I took it and then, you know, gratefully, um, I caught by doing comprehensive blood labs, I caught this hyperthyroid situation, eliminated the iodine, everything went back to normal. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I wanted to share that right off the bat is because you know, I'm a biology geek. I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I'm just such a, you know, Gemini's like we're when we love something, technology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and really it's because, you know, for me to, to, to be, um, to optimize your health is to me the most empowering thing that we can do. You know, I want to be kicking ass throughout my whole life. Right. And to, the, the most important thing that is going to, you know, support that is feeling good. Right. Yep. And so when this happened to me, I, you know, I'm super, you know, athletic and, and all the things, nutrition, it's all dialed in. But at that point, I really became inspired to learn more about thyroid health and hormones and because it, it's such a major, I feel like it's like the MVP almost in right. our overall health and well being. So there's a lot to cover with you. Um, <laughs> I think it would be cool to kind of just give, you know, the listeners a little bit of um, kind of one thing that I love about you is that you have this ability to distill the complexity of biology and hormones in a way that is fun and easy to digest. Um, mm -hmm. 
So for listeners who aren't really dialed into hormones, we talk about like adrenal hormones, sex hormones, just kind of break them down and then we'll dive deep into them. You know, it's funny last year, early last year on Instagram, um, I did an entire, just like hormones 101 series. I didn't cover thyroid, but I covered adrenal and I covered the ovarian hormones and I covered some brain hormones. And what kicked it off is I was talking to my mom, my mom, who was like my biggest fan. And she goes, I don't even know what a hormone is. And I was like, Oh, I have failed. <laughs> my mother doesn't know what a hormone is. And it's all I do. Like she's been to all my graduations and she's, right? Like super proud of me. And she tells her friends about me. My, my mom's primary care doctor follows me. Cause he's like, I learned more from Carrie than I did in medical school. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, honey, I don't know what a hormone is. And I was like, <laughs> let's start there to all the people who just say, I feel hormonal, but they have no idea what that means. Yes. So your hormones, they're basically messengers. They're basically the text message that you send from your phone to your friend's phone. And they bind to receptors. And when they bind to receptors, it's like a lock and key. It, it, the key turns and then it does the things. So when you talk about, we talk about estrogen, you know, I feel hormonal. I feel like I have a lot of estrogen. It's because you have estrogen that is binding to receptors and making all the symptoms that you have, PMS or, you know, heavy periods or breast centers or what have you. Same goes for cortisol. Cortisol is just another text message that gets sent out to do the things in your body. And it's every single hormone is like Goldilocks. Like you can have too much and you can have too little. It has to be just right. But all of your hormones go up and down in a rhythm. They follow a pattern. And so I will hear a lot from sort of conventional doctors who say, oh, I don't like to test hormones because because they do change all the time. I'm like, they do, but predictably for a lot of people, for a lot of people, we know where they, for women, we know where you are in your menstrual cycle. I know where you are in the time of day when I'm looking at cortisol. And so it's, I can, I can evaluate it much better. So let me start with what's a hormone. It's basically a text message. All the text messages come from your brain and then they go down. So we have thyroid hormones that come from our thyroid gland, which is as we know is on our neck. And then we have ovaries. We have two ovaries in, you know, the sort of like the lower abdomen area. And then we have two adrenal glands and they sit on top of our kidneys. And then we have a bunch of other glands, but those are kind of like the big three um, that you, we talk about a lot for women. Um, yeah. And then of course for men who don't have, they don't have ovaries, but they do have testosterone and things that get produced out of the testicles. So their version of the ovaries. Yeah, so we have these three big sort of areas and they're best friends. They play off each other. They talk to each other all day. They rely on each other. If your thyroid is messed up, it's going to mess up your ovaries. It's going to affect your adrenals and vice versa. If, you're, if your adrenal um, access, your, that whole system is not doing well, you're struggling high stress, then the thyroid and the ovaries are going to either go, we got this, we're going to step in and push you, or they're going to go, we're going to just slow everything down to help you rest. And sure. so it's, it's really good to, con- to um, connect them and test them as a group. So when I have people that are like, when I get my hormones tested, what do I test? I'm like, it's more than one marker. It's more than just, you know, looking at an estrogen at two o'clock on a Tuesday. It's more than looking at the screening thyroid hormone called TSH because they literally are best friends. You know, if you, you were hyperthyroid for a quick minute, but that was affecting, I guarantee it, your ovary, your ovarian output. It was affecting your adrenals. And so if you, you know, if you looked at everything, you would have been like, oh my gosh, this is, this is big. And then you stop in the iodine, you would have seen everybody kind of like, oof, okay, she stopped that. We're back to normal again. 
Yeah, I love that. You know, I often say this on the podcast, but the body is really a system of systems. And that's why, you know, I'm such a lover of functional and integrative medicine because it's really, um, it's, it's, you could be a doctor, but that doesn't mean that you understand how to connect all the dots, right? But in functional and integrative medicine, a, pre- a practitioner like yourself can understand, just like you said, how to, you know, put the pieces together to get the whole picture. It's so, so important. And I'm so excited that there's more, you know, incredible people like yourself who are, you know, being heard more and being, um, you know, being put out there because uh, a lot of people don't even understand that what you just explained, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, or they're going to different, um, specialists to cover. Yes. They're going to an endocrinologist for their thyroid. They're going to a gynecologist for their, for their ovarian hormones, estrogen and progesterone. And, and then, and then they're not talking to each other. You know, the mm-hmm. specialists aren't and, and this, the one specialist like, no, your thyroid's fine. And, and then the, maybe the gynecologist is like, oh, your, your ovaries are struggling. Like, let's do something about this. Not realizing the, the grander effect and you have to look at it as a big picture. And so that's why it's so important when people go, who do I see? Do I see my endocrinologist? Do I see my gynecologist? I'm like, well, actually you need to see the doctor who can put it all together. So if you do have a really great functional, holistic endocrinologist who is willing to evaluate all this, go see that person. And if your gynecologist, my gynecologist, my, and I see a conventional gynecologist, she's great. I mean, she's super supportive that I'm a naturopathic doctor and she's like, yep, let's look at your thyroid. Let's look at your hormones, you know, like if we, you know, the bigger picture of stuff when, when I ask her for it, but I know not all practitioners are that way. And then there is a whole, you know, growing movement of functional holistic practitioners that are not a gynecologist or an endocrinologist. They're just a wonderful practitioner who gets it. And I'm like, go see them, like go see that specialist instead and get worked up. Yeah. That's such great advice. Um, yes. Yes. I, I'm like, it's so good. I love it. Um, I think it would be cool to maybe, maybe we should work down from the thyroid. Sure. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. we talk about, you know, our thyroid and its effect on our hormones and how that kind of mm-hmm. works in a nutshell. Absolutely. So in a nutshell, in, in, in less than a, less than a minute, uh, <laughs> take your time, <laughs> take your time. So your thyroid, let me, so people go, well, what, what are common symptoms of thyroid? Um, and everyone wants it to be thyroid because we always think thyroid is what's going to make us lose weight, right? Everyone's like, oh, I've gained weight. It's got to be my thyroid. Like, no, I mean, maybe, but there's a lot of overlap. But the big symptoms I'll tell you are like irregular periods, heavier periods, struggling to get pregnant, um, fatigue, dry skin, um, constipation. Definitely you can have weight gain, cold hands and feet, dry hair, hair loss. Women will often report the outer third or half of their eyebrows starts to thin. Um, and it's, it's kind of accumulation of symptoms. It's not like, um, you know, some women are like, well, oh yeah, I'm losing my hair. It must be my thyroid. It might be, but usually it's, it's, you know, the thyroid affects a lot of things at once. The thyroid has a lot to do. It's a, it's very, um, it's very, it's a very VIP when it comes to your hormones. It controls metabolism. It controls just like sort of everything, um, and, and wins. So if the thyroid isn't working, you know, we say all the time, like if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. If the thyroid ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Like the ovaries are not doing well. The adrenals aren't doing well. Everything else in the, your digestion is not doing well. What you absorb is not doing well. Just your mood is terrible. Brain fog, right? Brain, absolutely. Brain yeah. fog. And this is if your thyroid is slow. Right. So you hypo. Have, 
you had hyper, which is the opposite. So people are like, I have anxiety. I am hot all the time. I sweat. I'm losing hair. I have greasy skin as opposed to dry skin. I maybe have looser stools or diarrhea. Um, and it can also affect the hormones as well. And yeah. so this is, this is why checking the thyroid is so really critically important because it will change your periods, right? It will change your, your brain hormones. It will change your thinking capacity. It will change your weight. It will change your ability to digest. You think you're taking supplements and you're absorbing them or eating healthy food and you're not because the thyroid affects that. You know, you, you think you're eliminating toxins appropriately um, and, you're, and you're not because if your thyroid is slow, it's going to affect that. So it's definitely a master controller. Yeah, it was interesting. So when we um, did that test, you know, my liver, there was one part of my liver, I can't remember exactly, but it was, it wasn't, there was something going on with the liver, not, not in a big deal, but it was because of what the thyroid was doing. Cause the minute the thyroid went back and everything liver was like kicking ass again, you know, yeah. just yeah. To, to back up this idea of just how that, you know, again, when that happened to me, it's almost like a blessing in hindsight because I was like, Oh shit. The thyroid is the fucking boss. Yeah. I want you to be so happy all the time <laughs> because you are affecting everything that's yeah. happening. So it's so important. And I think, you know, going back to the testing, most testing, um, you know, before doing comprehensive blood labs, I would do just kind of basic blood labs, yeah. um, which I guess are the typical ones through my gynecologist. And it has that basic basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's not going to tell you what's happening, right? No. So what, what's really interesting, um, is now it's always happened. It's just like, it's coming out more in the research and people are realizing the difference. So when your body is, um, is, is deciding how to adjust the thyroid, you have two, we call it kind of two systems. We call it central thyroid issues and peripheral or cellular thyroid issues. And so, and they don't have to do the same thing. So what happens in your brain to your thyroid may be completely normal because your brain has these enzymes in it that are specific to the brain. And the brain really wants to keep them happy and keep your thyroid production and conversion happy with the brain. So you go and you get that marker, TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, and you get told you're normal, but a lot goes into keeping it normal. But what happens is when your thyroid on your neck actually makes the hormone, makes what's called T4 predominantly, mm -hmm. and a little bit of T3, then in, this, in the rest of your body, from the tips of your toes up to your nose, your body converts T4 into T3. It's, it's this, this, you know, from A to B, it's this conversion that happens. And if it can't happen in the periphery, out in the cells, then you're going to be hypothyroid in the rest of your system but normal from your brain to your thyroid. And so if you're just looking at that one marker and you're told, oh, you're normal, it, it, it doesn't that doesn't give me much information. All that tells me is that like the pituitary is happy, but it doesn't tell me if your toes are happy. It doesn't tell me if your intestines are happy. It doesn't tell me if your skin is happy on paper. You're telling me you're not happy. You're telling me your skin is dry and you have constipation yeah. and, and your toes are cold. But so I know that that conversion is probably not happen, happening, which is why I'm like, we need a, a grander, um, lab workup, right? We need to sure. look at that T4. We need to look at that T3. And now so many people have the antibodies. They're diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, yeah. the autoimmune part of thyroid. So I'm like, we need to evaluate that because if your antibodies are positive, then I know the path that you're on. And it drives me crazy. I've in, in, This 
this has come a long way, but I used to have practitioners, I used to have doctors I would refer to or we'd refer back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, oh, they're, they're positive for Hashimoto's. Their antibodies are positive. And they'd go, whatever that means, like, they'll be fine. I'm like, no, it's oh. an autoimmune disease. It's <laughs> autoimmune. Like, you can't, you, like, whoa. We don't blow off lupus and we, you know, we don't blow off rheumatoid arthritis. Like, we don't blow off celiac. Like, why are we blowing off Hashimoto's? And that has come a long way through, you know, education, thankfully. Um, but some, a lot of, I have a lot of patients who were like, I've never had that tested. I didn't know to have that tested and it came up positive. I'm like, oh, you, it's autoimmune. Like, we're going to take a different route. Yeah, they tested, um, you know, when this first happened for me. And so mm-hmm. they were able to cancel that out. Um, yeah. But so yeah, that hyper version is called Graves. In, in Hashimoto's, you can flip back and forth between hyper and hypo. Yes. Um, but when you're hyper, if it's autoimmune, not in your case, then it's called Graves disease. So people right. listening who are like, oh, I have Graves. I'm like, yep, that's <laughs> thyroid version. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so helpful. I mean, there's so much in that and that's what you did a great job in that nutshell. (laughs) You're so good. (laughs) You're so good. Um, I I think that it would be rad to move on to the adrenals now because this is such a huge one. Um, I kind of want to stir the pot a little bit. I did with uh, Ralph a little bit, but in in this space, but you know, adrenal fatigue, I'd love to talk about that. Your ideas around that, um, you know, really getting a bigger understanding about cortisol. Most people that may know of it know, oh, it's a stress hormone or it can make you fat. But if we can just kind of tear into the adrenals now, that would be rad. Yeah. So um, the adrenal glands, like I said, sit on top of your kidney and they make a bunch of hormones, one of which is cortisol. They also make your adrenaline. They make your um, some of your DHEA or a lot of your DHEA actually. Um, And so they get the signal from the brain when to make the hormone. So all of these hormones we're talking about rely 100% on the brain. So the, the part of your brain called the hypothalamus mm-hmm. tells the pituitary to make cortisol. So when I get asked about adrenal fatigue and people go, oh, I have adrenal fatigue. My, my adrenals have failed me. My adrenals have run out of cortisol. Unless you have the autoimmune disease called Addison's, which mm-hmm. in which case, you, then that's true. You run out of cortisol. To make it simple, you run out of cortisol, the ability to make it. Your adrenal glands don't actually um, fatigue. Your symptoms are super real, 100%. Totally believe you, you're tired. Totally believe you, you're burnt out. Totally believe you're at your wit's end and you're exhausted. And it's the because you can't make cortisol out of your adrenals. But your adrenals do not go into menopause like your ovaries do. <laughs> What's going on is higher up. It's actually probably more like a brain feedback thing where the brain is trying to say either, either something is suppressing it, whether it's a medication or a chemical or... Um, just chronic high stress in your past will tell the brain, all right, let's, let's shut this down. Let's not make as much cortisol. Mm -hmm. And so, um, or whether it's just ongoing, life is stressful, you know, life is, you know, terrible and life is busy and, or you've been sick and the brain will say, look, we've put out a lot of cortisol for a long while and I'm going to pull this back. I don't think we need this much cortisol like we have. And sometimes the pullback is a little too much and now you don't make very much cortisol. And as a result, you're tired and you feel burnt out and you feel like, you know, really like you're really struggling. So the, so the title adrenal fatigue got coined because it's easy to say, it makes perfect sense. It's sexy. It makes for a great book title. Um, but really, and, and the symptoms are real, but really what's going on is what it's just not as sexy. It's, it's brain adrenal or what we call HPA axis dysfunction. So I tell people when you've got this adrenal fatigue, like look higher up, look at the brain, look at the 
look at communication. That's what's happening. It's, it's almost like saying, um, like I said, cortisol is just one of your other text messages, right? It's, it's a hormone. Yep. And so for me to send from my phone to your phone, a text message requires both of our phones to be functioning properly. And so, but to, for my phone to get to your phone, a text message, if I'm the brain, then, then I'm going to send the text and you're going to receive it. And which means your phone has to be healthy too. So it's, it's this big system where the whole system has to be healthy. It's, it's not just one gland. Yeah. That we, that we blame the poor adrenals. They get, they've gotten a lot of crap. (laughs) No, no, think higher. Think higher. I I think even cortisol gets a bad rap, which is actually important. Right. It's like estrogen. I'm like, stop vilifying cortisol. Yeah. Yeah. Cortisol is critically important for things like energy and alertness and resiliency. It's really critical for our blood sugar. Mm-hmm. If you can't get your blood sugar right, you're never going to get your cortisol right and, and vice versa. Um, it's really important for inflammation. Cortisol's anti-inflammatory to a point. It's a firefighter for you to a point. Um, it's really important for autoimmune development. You want a spike in cortisol in the morning, first thing in the morning. It's called your cortisol awakening response. It helps reduce your autoimmune risk. Um, in your body. And, and so I, when I remind people of this, cause they're like, Oh, I belly fat must be cortisol. I want to suppress all the cortisol. Yeah. Like, now you're going to mess up your blood sugar and you're going to mess up your inflammation. You're going to, you're going to mess up all these things. If you overdo it kind of like you and iodine. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And you know, that, that immediately takes my mind to, you know, when you can go into the naturopath or whatever, like health yeah. stores and there's all these, you know, lowering your cortisol yeah. supplements. If yeah. you don't really know what's going on and you're just taking things to lower your cortisol, that could be a disaster, right? It could be a disaster. There, there's a commercial on TV about, um, it's been around for a really long time about, I wish I could remember the name of the product, but they're like, if you've got belly fat, you know, they've got this drawing, the stick figure drawing, who's got this big, you know, belly. And they're like, then take this product and because it's due to cortisol and you're going to lose all this weight. And I was like, well, what if it's not? What if you're belly fats due to glucose and insulin and thyroid and, you know, leptin and all these other things and not due to your cortisol. Now you've suppressed the heck out of your cortisol that maybe is already suppressed. Oh my and God. now you're like, I just spent $59.99 and I feel more tired. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Horrible. You can't, like, you have to test. You have to you know. You have to test. At. And when you say, just for clarifying purposes to everyone listening, when you say, you can't just stay down there. You have to go up here, right? Yeah, so okay. now we're talking back at, we're talking about testing the thyroid and testing above, right? To really get the full. So it's it's kind of, it's a little more challenging to test the brain. So we do look at the end output hormones. Like cortisol is, is the last hormone, right? Mm-hmm. So when I, if I see a low cortisol, then I just have to backtrack. It's the same with thyroid. When I'm looking at T3 and T4 and TSH, and if they're all out of whack, then I'm backtracking. I'm looking from the the brain, the gland, and then hopefully up to the brain as well. And, and people will often say, well, what, um, like, what, what can I do? What can I do to support my brain? And I'm like, well, first of all, hormones, like I said, they're messengers. They actually float through your bloodstream. So if you have a lot of like upper stiff neck, stiff shoulders, you like, you know, like you constantly have your shoulders, or your ears, cause you're stressed out. If you, um, probably you're due for a massage. If you should yeah. probably get acupuncture or you see your chiropractor, you know, anything that affects blood flow up and down, um, from your brain down will affect your hormones. And I've had so many people that are like, you know what? I went and got a massage and I felt like I could see better. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know. Or they, you know, they'll go see their chiropractor and they're like, man, I got this great neck adjustment and they did my upper back. And then I got some heat and then I got some massage. And 
I feel like everything got better. And I'm like, yeah, because you literally released the dam and it was allowed to flow again. And so just simple, you know, pe- people are like, well, I'm going to have to spend a lot of money, aren't I? I'm like, well, I just need you to, I need the blood flowing. So do some exercise and do some inversion poses and get a massage or, you know, get your shoulders out of your ears or take a hot bath, you know, do those things to just improve blood flow. Stop smoking. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, it's the little things. I think people overlook the little things that we can do in our daily life. I always say inches make the mile and you know, it's, it's, it's so simple that I think it's, for some reason, the simpler that it is, the harder that it is to kind of um, not just understand, but to really yeah. implement and to like, believe. No, like exactly, <laughs> you, you don't have to. It's it's not so extreme. Um, it doesn't have to be. It's a little. It's, that's why we. It's the lifestyle, right? Yeah. yeah. It's your diet. It's your movement. It's 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 all the information you know yeah. that we're ingesting, um, and the dose. I think dose yeah. is always so important, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, so I, I want to ask you, cause there's a lot of people I know who are listening to this, who ha- maybe have adrenal fatigue or think they do. I kind of want to talk about lifestyle a little bit yeah. for those who are feeling that way or have been diagnosed with this. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard some friends of mine who have adrenal fatigue say that they can't do, you know, they have to really manage their, their, their training or exercise, you know, uh, yep. they can't do anything that's kind of intense. Yep. Um, recovery is terrible. They get sore really easily. They gain weight actually. That's, I, you know, um, what are your thoughts around that? Because I feel that my favorite, I have a, a lot of different modalities of movement. I'm a martial artist. I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I run the beach. I live at the beach. You know, I, I um, weightlifting is a big thing for me, resistance yeah. training. Yep. And I, and, and when, you know, there's different ways to do it, but when I'm working on strength, um, and hyper, hi, it's so hard for me to say that, but developing my muscles, um, you know, it's not a, it's not a hit workout, right? It's a right. slow, but you know, challenging yeah. workout. And I feel like, man, that, that feels like the most for people, for everyone really, but just focusing on women and adrenal fatigue, I feel like that's such a sound form of movement to support. hundred percent. And especially because you can rest. So women will say, um, I used to run, right? I used to run. I'm a runner or I get on the elliptical and I zone out for 30 minutes and that's my exercise. And I'm like, yeah, but your cortisol is, is the reaction and your adrenaline as well, which is one of your other epinephrine is one of your other big adrenal hormones. There, you're running from the tiger hormone. So if you're literally running, literally running in your neighborhood, if you're literally on the elliptical running for 30 minutes, right? There, whatever the ellipt- you elliptical, whatever you do on the elliptical. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right, exactly. Pedal. Pedal. If you're pedaling, like your body, and, and you're already 10 out of 10 stressed. You already have a huge to-do list you can't get to done. You know, like yeah. the body views it as oh, like, all right, we're running. Once again, we're running from the tiger. Like let's put out a lot of epinephrine or epinephrine, which is your adrenaline and, and like fight this off. But there's, there's no tiger, right? There's, you're just on, you're just running in your neighborhood. And so what I tell women absolutely is I need you to pivot. I need you to pivot and start doing weights and not the pink weights, unless that's where you need to start. That's fine. Totally cool. But right. But like switch to weights because the other thing you can rest, you can do your set and rest if you're if you're um, if you're if you're kind of in that sort of burnout struggle part, you know. And the same for even in um, a hit training. If you let's say you do jump rope for thirty seconds, 
you can rest for five. I don't care, you know, and then jump rope for 30 seconds. Like you can still improve your resiliency. You can still improve your, your muscle building. You can still improve yourself. It's the rest part that's so helpful. And on the other end of the spectrum, what I tell women is you go, go rest, go for a walk around your neighborhood. And I mean, a leisurely walk, not like a speed walk where you think, yeah, well, I can't run. So I'm going to walk. So you better believe I'm going to walk as fast as I can. No, I want you to go spy on your neighbors. Like I want you to like walk slow enough that you can look in the windows from the sidewalk and see how they decorate. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's what I want you to do. I want you to just go enjoy or do yoga, but don't like all in hour and a half hot yoga, you know, or Kundalini advanced. I mean like go for restore restoration. Yeah. And I know it's really hard for the women who go, no, uh, no, I soul cycle four days a week and then I box and then I run on the weekends. And I'm like, yeah, that has, I'm, I'm really proud of you. It is completely burning you out. And I'm sorry you have to change. Don't hate me. It's just physiology. <laughs> I love that so much. And to add to that, so you would say like, if you are in the situation just doing yoga, even yeah. a, a mellow, restorative, yeah. you, 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 that's great, but you still want to go towards real weights, not the pink weights. I love that you say that. <laughs> so real. Right. You know, do implement you know, movement in that way as well, because that's going to support the health of your hormones, correct? Absolutely. My best friend, she's a year older than me. So I'm 42. My best friend's 43. And she has a lot of um, sort of HPA adrenal issues. And she knows herself. She knows if she pushes herself too much in exercise, it's, it's painful. The recovery is really tough for her. And she still exercises. She just is slower at it. She just listens to her body. She knows when she needs to rest. She knows when she needs to take a day off. She knows when she needs to, she has a um, trainer. She knows when she needs to tell her trainer, like, like I, I just need more rest period today when we're lifting weights. And, and it's great because it's working really well for her versus because what I hear, and I'm sure you do too, is that women are like, Oh, I must be weak. I'm just going to push through it. I'm just going to get through this CrossFit you know, exercise, kill myself mm-hmm. because exercise is, is going to help me lose weight and do all these things. And I'm like, you're, I'm like, at this point, exercise is actually hurting you more than it's helping you. Yeah. It's, right? you know, it's such an interesting thing. It's, there's a fine line yeah. that you, you know, between knowing when to push past the mind telling yeah. you, Oh, I can't do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other side, when you're pushing too hard, when you're kind of disrespecting yes. what the signals that your body, but it, there is a fine line, you know, because I, as someone who is constantly moving, you know, I feel very proud. I'm 41. I didn't, it just didn't happen overnight. You know, it, I've been through a lot with my health and my, you know, um, yeah, with my health, we'll leave it there, but just to, to, to really learn this fine line and be able to say on certain days and certain moments of training when maybe my body's like, and, and I'm like, no motherfucker, like, no, we're going right now, you know? Yeah. And there are some other times where I'm like, I, you know, I'm getting the clues that no, you're really tapped out, you know, yeah. also assessing what's been going on in yeah. your life. You know, what was your sleep right. like? What, where's your diet? What, you know, all the things, right. but it is, it's, it's, I think it's a beautiful goal to, for, for women, for everybody to get to that fine line, to, to, to know how to dance on it and to work with it. Right. And to have permission to, to do that, to have permission to pivot, to have permission to go from yes. doing 
soul cycle four days a week and, you know, kickboxing and running on the weekends to being like, this isn't working for me. This isn't like, I'm actually getting worse and I'm not recovering. And in fact, I've gained extra weight and I'm tired all the time and I'm bitchy and I'm not sleeping that well. And, oh, maybe I need to just, just do soul cycle twice a week and I'll just go for a leisurely walk and just enjoy my neighborhood or even on the treadmill. I don't care. Get on the treadmill. Just go nice and leisurely. Listen to a podcast. Go out in nature, which is the best, but I fully understand that everybody lives near nature or if you live where I live, it's pouring down rain and super cold. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you just do what you can and just, just, have, just have permission. Do some stretching or maybe take up like Pilates, take up like restorative yoga, like just, you know, find other classes that'll fit you better than this go, go, go 10 out of 10 and give yourself permission because you'll find over time it's probably what you need instead. I've even had, I've had guys tell me this too. I've had guy trainers who were like, I have completely burned myself out thinking they need to push all the time and, you know, be that alpha guy. And they're like, wow, I realize I need to have rest days or restorative days or less weight days. And I feel so much better. And in fact, I got, I, once my body found the balance again, I actually then gained muscle, lost weight, had more energy, more mental clarity. I'm like, yeah, it's for either gender. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Hoist Gracie, who's, you know, I don't know if you're dialed into MMA and jujitsu, but he's a legend in jujitsu. Um, and he, I always quote him on this, uh, cause it was so powerful when I first heard it, but he says that resting is training mm-hmm. and it, and it really is. It's like, you have to look at it that way. And I'm saying that as someone who loves, I move seven days a week. Right. That doesn't mean I'm kicking my ass seven days right. a week. Like right. what anything one dimensional is boring. You know that as a Gemini, it's like, yep. no, we need variety and we need to mix shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah, you want to, you know, you're gonna get different things that are gonna, you know, out of different modalities of movement that are going to positively impact you. Some days it's it's like you said, it's the walk in the neighborhood, spying on the neighbors. I love how you say that. Other days it's taking up <laughs> heavy weights. Yeah. Um, other days it's soul cycle. But yeah, it's being creative and and not, you know having permission, like you said, I mean, that's giving yourself permission. That's so beautiful. Um, You'll notice it in all the hormones. I had a, I had a patient who was a, um, she was a serial marathon runner (laughs) and she couldn't understand why she couldn't get pregnant. And I was like, because you're literally running from the tiger every weekend, like, (laughs) you know, and then she trains all week long because she just running was her therapy. And I, and I respect that. And I honor that. And I was like, unfortunately, you're not going to get pregnant. I mean, you're just not. And so she got through the end of her season, which ended, I forget, like in the fall, I think I want to say the like September, October, she said, okay, I'm gonna run this last half marathon and then I'll stop. And within two months of literally stopping, she got pregnant. And I was wow. like, I told you, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I told you, you know, I, I know it's hard to hear and I know it's your therapy and we need to find you a new therapy. So instead of running so much, why don't you try leisurely walking in that or go to therapy or switch, try journaling, you know, just run, just not as much run sometimes. Totally. And, and I, other, I had a woman who wrote me and she said, I, I soul cycle, um, sometimes twice a day, multiple times a week. And her periods were a mess and she, they were heavy. She had bad PMS. They were, you know, just all the things. Right. And she said, mm-hmm. do you think my, my twice a days are affecting me? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Because it, there's a really wonderful doctor. Her name is Felice Gersh. She's a gynecologist in Los Angeles. And she says, ladies, reproduction is what we are put on earth to do. Not that you necessarily want to reproduce. That's, that's not what I'm saying. Don't, I'm not like you do you, 
but the body's intrinsic goal is reproduction. So if you do anything to screw that up, meaning your stress, your sleep, your exercise, your diet, what supplements you do or don't take, the relationship you're in, like your body is going to always protect your reproduction, whether it's going to make it normal or it's going to take it away from you. And even with reproduction comes your periods, your moods, your how heavy or not they are, what your quality of your menopause is, all of those things fall under that reproduction category. And when, when Dr. Gersh was saying that, I was like, oh yeah, because now as women, you know, women's rights, like we don't have to get pregnant. We have all these options not to get pregnant and, you know, we can choose when we want to get pregnant and we're in the workforce and we're doing, you know, like we're take we're kicking ass and taking over. And I was like, oh wait, but biology hasn't caught up yet. <laughs> like biology, <laughs> no, but you're who carries the babies if you want to we have to, I have to protect that as a, as a body. So I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's so true. It's so yeah. powerful. Um, it's our bodies are so smart. You know I mean? Like, 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 like right? Kindly, right? <laughs> it's crazy. It's, 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 I don't know. Crazy. It's fascinating. It's really. fascinating. It like, is. The so more you learn about it, you're like, Holy shit. We are gnarly. <laughs> like, even with the thyroid, there's this whole wonderful research paper about that. It's called the cell danger response. And it's when we are, when the bucket overfloweth and we have all, you know, infection, inflammation, stress, like chemicals, all the things, right? The thyroid naturally downregulates because it's like, whoa, this is not a world I want to be in and I need to protect you. I'm going to divert enzymes and nutrients and processes and pathways over here to preserve you. It's a smart thing, but we don't listen. We go to the doctor and we're like, can I have thyroid hormone? Because oh. I, I think my thyroid's a mess. And it's this whole, it's this intrinsic cell danger response. There's danger. Your body's perceiving danger. And so the, you're trying to get protected. And as a result, we get all these thyroid symptoms and we just go on the thyroid medication and nobody backtracks to figure out why does your body think you're in danger? And maybe let's address that. I love that. You know, I have to share with you um, really quickly. And then I yeah. would love to, to move into sex hormones because we were yeah, right there and it was such a great transition. I was like, I love that. But one of the things, and I've said this several times already, but I, I feel like you, it, you appreciate this is that I think most people walk around and they acknowledge themselves as who they are. I'm Roxy. You're Dr. Carrie Jones. I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. I love grass fed beef. I love running the beach. You, you know, we, the, the things that make us kind of human, but we, we forget that we are also, there's a biology, there's a system of systems. We are DNA, we are bacteria, we are flesh, we are organs. We are, And so, you know, when I think about having a healthy relationship with my body, it's not this just like, oh, I like the size of my waist and I look good today. Mm -hmm. It's like literally having a relationship, a healthy relationship. It's like that line that we were just talking about, yeah. knowing how to listen paying attention to the signs. Don't just run to pharmaceuticals, like investigate and become really one with, you know, yourself, your, your biology, which most people, um, you know, it's like you, you kind of have to be very passionate about this topic of biology, but to me, it's like, do you have to be, or do you just want to live a kick-ass life? And right. if that's the case, then I'm going to tell you right now that, you know, maybe you don't have to take as deep of dives as someone like myself or become a doctor, but learn, you know, more about, learn more about this connection to your biology and become more one with it because 
that is going to be one of the most empowering things that you can do and consistently remember that as you're going through life it's not just this is going to totally take us into uh, sex hormones great you know <laughs> when, when i when we hear like oh i'm hormonal and i'm pm pm i just haven't felt it it's like dude it's not all just in your head right. you know like yeah. what what what's happening what's your sleep like like right. where are you in your cycle right all the things so all the things all the things. And I tell women, I say this all the time. Um, one of my super big pet peeves is when a per man or woman goes to the doctor and they're like, I'm having this symptom, whatever the symptom is, I'm having this symptom. Do you think it could be X? And this, the, the doctor or their practice, whatever practitioner is like, no, that's not possible. I'm like, are you sure? Like literally anything is possible with the body for the, for the most part. Like there are, uh, there are like very few examples I can think of in my like practice lifetime where I've said to somebody, no, that's not possible, but it was pretty far out there. It was big, you know, but for the most part, I'm like, you are an N of one, meaning it's you and your body and you know, your body. And just like you said, like, I'm feeling kind of off today, you know, like, you know, that I don't know that I I'm not in your head and your body and, and what have you. And maybe if I was your best friend, I could look at you and go, are you having an off day? I can kind of tell. But for the most part, what I tell women is like, trust yourself, trust what you feel. And if, in, if you know it's off, maybe monitor it. Just like you said, am I sleeping? Am I eating? Am I drinking? Am I happy? Am I, you know, like, am I nurtured? Am I, all the things. And if you feel like you are, if you feel like you need extra help, like go get extra help and don't have someone just say to you, oh no, that, that, that's, that's just, that's probably just in your head. Because if you, if you're, we're pretty consistent, you know, human beings are pretty, um, you know, we, we follow, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We, um, we like follow the same thing for the most part every day. Right. And if, and if every day you wake up and your ears don't ring and all of a sudden one day at 40 years old, your ears ring, you're going to be like, well, that's not normal. Right. Like that, it, but it doesn't have to be ears ring. It could be something much subtler of every day you felt pretty good. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I'm, I don't actually feel that good. I'm like, I'm feeling kind of down today. Like what? And then if it stays, you know, it's not your normal, you know what your baseline is. Right. And so go, go seek help, go get educated. No, that's it's, I love, thank you for saying that. I think it's so <laughs> important for everybody to hear that, you know, when I'm, um, when I'm in the window of ovulation and right before I'm going to start my period, I, I mean, I track it, but I also know it so distinctly not every month is the same but there are some months where honestly the day of my period of the day before I just I think the best way for me to put it is like I just feel like lower in my vibration like my frequency is just and because I typically wake up and I'm like let's fucking do this life you know what I mean yeah. and I have that's like my baseline energy you know but mm -hmm. but before my period sometimes things that you know, are typically challenging that I can handle. I have a lot of resilience. I just like the pressure cookers, like, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. up. <laughs> done. But what I love is that, you know, because I understand where I'm at in my cycle, what's going on, you know, I don't let it override me. I do the best I can. It doesn't feel good necessarily in the moment, you know, and then I'll take my maca and I'll, I'll do my, you know, the things, um, yeah. maybe go sit in the sauna, but you know, it's just having this understanding, this information 
that is so empowering. And so I'm not just like walking around like, I don't know, I just feel like shit. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Right. And not tracking it. Like when, when women, like migraines is a really good example. Women will come in, I have migraines. I'm like, well, are they related to your cycle at all? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, do you track your cycle? No, I have no idea. I think it comes monthly. I don't know. Which blows my mind because like that's like the um there's a great book um lisa henderson jack wrote it's called the the fifth vital sign and she calls our our monthly period for women the fifth vital sign like it helps clue you into you it's like the easiest clue as to what's going on with your health and your hormones your sex hormones is is what's going on with your menstrual cycle and so i'm like okay baseline let's figure out where you are in your cycle Let's start tracking and let's see if your migraines line up or whatever your symptom is, right? Extreme fatigue. My, my, one of my best friends texts me, this is a couple of years ago. She goes, I have like 10 out of 10 extreme fatigue out of nowhere. I think I'm dying. I don't know what's going on. And I, not, I mean, not to be a bitch, but as a doctor, I'm like, hey, any chance you're about to start your period? And she was like, oh, yeah, I am. I said, we'll start tracking it. Let's start tracking and see if, and sure enough, like right before her period, she'd get this 10 out of 10 extreme fatigue. And I'm like, okay. Three months of this, we know it's a pattern. I'm not saying it's normal, but like you're not dying. It's not cancer. So let's now, let's do something about it, you know? But by just by tuning in and paying attention, we just gain these extra little things about our, about our hormones. It's and so the other thing is our hormones are sisters, not twins, which is what I preach all the time. Now I fully realize twins are sisters, but like lefty and righty make your estrogen and they make your progesterone and they make some of your testosterone as, as women, um, but they're not twins. So we get taught from a young age, we get taught in medical school that left goes, then right goes, then left goes, then right goes. Like we go back and forth and we ovulate and like everybody's equal. It's all 50, 50. I'm like, there's nothing in my body. 50, 50. Are you kidding? Like <laughs> you divided my face in half. Like that's why I'm not an actress. Like I, I don't have that symmetry from side <laughs> to side, you know, it's nothing 50, 50 about me. So my ovaries ovulate and make hormones predominantly out of my right side. It just is what it is. It's just my nature. It's just who I am. But I pay attention and I know that. And I tell women, start tracking your, if you're cycling, start tracking your symptoms because you may notice which side is the evil twin sister compared to the other side, right? Whoa, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I, I didn't, I've never heard this. How do you, how do you know? Like, so, how do you know? If you don't have, so I get twinges. I know when I ovulate out of my right side, because right around ovulation, I get this like, meet me. I've <laughs> felt that before. Yes, <laughs> on the right side too. Yeah, and so it's like, I'm ovulating. And yes. like, uh, <laughs> the like, <laughs> yeah, I, that'd be so nice if we got, I would love it if I got my app, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, hey, Righty's going, like, I'm ovulating today on the right side. Thanks, <laughs> That'd be great. That's awesome. Um, so, but unfortunately, some women don't feel any symptoms. Um, and that's, that makes it harder to know if it's right or left side. But I, what I do tell them is that we can, tell, we can decide if it's, um, if, you're, you're, if you have a dominant side or not based on symptoms. So, for example, I'm going to go back to migraines. So, um, if you... Uh, if you have menstrual migraines, but not all the time. So let's pretend you're a righty, you're a right dominant person, but you don't know this. You just, you're like, I have a normal period in January. I have a normal period in February. I have a normal period in March, April, you get a migraine. You're like, what the hell? And then you're, and then it's like, you know, we're April, May, May is normal. June is normal. July is normal. And then you get a migraine. So now I'm like, oh, you're on a three, one system, three normals, one migraine, three normals, one migraine. So I know I'm 99% sure your ovaries have flipped. The other ovary went 
Interesting. And I have women that are like, oh my gosh, it's so true. I, I'll get like two normal periods and a bad period or the reverse. They're like, I have two bad periods and then I get a good period and I think everything I'm doing is working. <laughs> that is so <laughs> powerful. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there are, like I said, not every month is like this. Mm-hmm. And there are some where, you know, there's some where like uh, before my cycle, I'll have night sweats, yeah. you know, like that's yeah. just, but not, it's not like that every month. It's not just, every month. And we can screw ourselves up and we can definitely have our normals. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like we can travel or stress or diet or what have you, all the, all the things on all of a sudden we just get this wretched yeah. period, symptoms, mood, whatever it is. And we're like, whoa, where did that come from? And then you think about it and you're like, oh, yep, no, I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel very fortunate that my cycle, like my actual period, to be honest, um, I do have men that listen to this, but you guys, this is good for you to know too, for, for all your ladies. Your life, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. But you know, I feel like it's such a privilege, you know, if women are like, Oh, my period. I'm like, dude, first of all, this shit is not lasting forever. And it, there's a lot of important things that go with this. So I'm all going towards my hair. I'm like, so I, I'm like, I love you period. Like I want you to hang out for as long as you can. And also, you know, in those months, sometimes where, um, I do feel a little maybe anxious before I'm actually going to start or something. The minute I start, I'm just like, Oh, I know. <laughs> like all the water weight goes away. My boobs don't hurt. You're like, and I don't even, you sometimes like, sometimes I don't, depends on the cycle. I don't even notice it. All of a sudden I'm like, man, my bra is tight. And I'm like, Oh, oh dude. You know, it like creeps up, you know, like just yes. hormones move day to day, you know? And then you're like, oh. I so notice it. Like, my ring doesn't fit. What yes. <laughs> you know, you're like, Oh, right. <laughs> well, you know, I think um, just to even kind of pick on what I just said for a second related to the hormones, because when you start your period, like that's when all the, like what's happening with your hormones in that reset. moment? It's the reset button. That's what yes. happens. And so now granted, some women start their period and symptoms get worse. They'll, they yes. will get migraines. They have a lot of fatigue. They get diarrhea or constipation or they'll have insomnia or, or, or maybe not. They're so tired, they fall asleep. And so, you know, like I said, in the very beginning, our hormones are cyclical. So we have this whole, a lot of people call it an orchestra, right? The orchestra of your hormones. And so the hormones that work in the, in the right, right right when your period are, it happens is a little bit different than the hormones in the middle. It's a little bit different than the, you know, the hormones towards the end. And so basically the whole point of your period is, of your cycles is to get your estrogen up Mm-hmm. Your estrogen goes up and then it stays up a, enough to trigger your body to make, to ovulate. Now, pe- women don't know this. A lot of women are like, oh, estrogen's evil. It causes breast cancer. It makes my endometriosis worse. I hate estrogen. I'm like, except estrogen is what is preventing you from having Alzheimer's. It's what's preventing you from having tons and tons of joint issues. It's keeping the wrinkles at bay. Um, it's keeping your collagen in your skin. It is keeping your mood healthy because your estrogen is really helpful to things like serotonin and dopamine in your brain. It's really important for learning. It's really good for sexual health. Like, and I could just keep going. Your heart, your heart health. I forgot about cardiovascular disease. Estrogen protects the heart against the effect of like adrenaline. And so we hear this the most as women go into menopause and they're like, I have all of these symptoms. What mm. happened? I'm like, because you're, lo- you're losing out on the cells that are making your estrogen. So it's actually really important. So estrogen goes up in the first part of your cycle, and then it triggers the brain to tell the ovary, hey, release the egg. 
that's, that's in the middle-ish of your cycle. Mm-hmm. Depending on the woman, you could ovulate. They, in all the textbooks, they say day 14. Mm-hmm. But you literally could ovulate day 9. You could ovulate day 18. Like it, it could be variable. And it could change month to month, again, if it, depending if it's righty or lefty. So then once you kick out the egg, the cells that are left over are what make progesterone. And so estrogen's dominant in the first half. Progesterone's dominant in the second half. You do have estrogen in the second half. It's just not as strong. Mm-hmm. So then progesterone is your calming, relaxing, everything's going to be okay hormone. It helps with, um, it's your progestation. So if you're going to get pregnant, it's what helps, you know, with implantation and, and um, making sure the lining of the uterus is, is fluffy along with estrogen and it can supply blood flow and, you know, grow a, grow a baby. But it's also really good for your mood. It's anti-anxiety. It binds to a um, receptor in your brain that produces your anxiety, anti-anxiety hormone. It's great for sleep. So it does all this. If you don't ovulate, if you don't release an egg for whatever reason, you can still get your period, but you don't make progesterone. So now you have all the estrogenic effects, which is why women go, why am I, why do I have PMS? Why do I have heavy periods? Why do I have clots? Why do I grow fibroids? Why do I have endometriosis? Why is my endometriosis worse? Yeah. Um, estrogen is not the cause of endometriosis, but it can make it worse for sure. Um, you know, why do I have these crazy mood swings? And this, it also depends on how fast your hormones go up and down. So if you go up, down, like a spiky mountain or up, down, like a rolling hill will affect your symptoms as well. So it's, it's, um, I would, I like, being a woman a lot. I'd like to be a man for like a week just to, <laughs> just to play. You know what I'm saying? Just to play with yeah. <laughs> But I want to go back. Like I really like being a woman. But it's it's sometimes so frustrating. And I'm like, it, when I, I, and I say this a lot, when I am the goddess of the female body, I'm going to make some changes. Yeah. Uh, because for a lot of women listening, they're like, but I don't do that. Like I, like my cycles are wretched. My symptoms are wretched. You know, my mm. pain from my endometriosis is horrible. Um, I've been trying to get pregnant for three years. I can't. My menopause was wretched. I developed breast cancer. Like I know sometimes with women, like we, we're, we're, we have to make the babies and, yeah. and then we get stuck with all the symptoms. And I'm like, ah, it's so gnarly. Yeah. I know it's so, it's so complex, which again, yeah. like that kind of almost brings us full circle to why it's so important to, to, take to care make of the things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So a couple things before First of all, I would love to do, I'm talking it out now. Um, there's so much more I want to talk to you about, but I want to respect your time. You are a busy woman. I want to get into neurotransmitters. Um, if we can do another podcast yeah. down the line, I would love that so much. Um, but one thing to kind of round us out here is just to go into, you know, things that you can do in your lifestyle. Just, I mean, we talked about training and, but just like, uh, like on, a, on an average level, like what majority people can do, a couple of things <coughs> that you love from diet to movement to sleep. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about sleep. It's so important. Well, I was going to say that's my number one thing. When people ask me, um, well, first of all, don't choke on your tea. Like I just, <laughs> number one, don't let tea kill me. Be very careful. Um, so, um, circadian rhythm. Um, <coughs> your. Everything in your body runs on a circadian rhythm. You have a master circadian rhythm, and you have circadian rhythms within the cells of all of your glands. And so your circadian rhythm is light, dark based, meaning it likes the sun in the morning, it likes bright light in the morning, and it likes darkness at night. And that rhythm dictates how your cortisol is put out. It dictates how you ovulate and make hormones. It'll dictate your thyroid. 
It'll dictate your brain. It dictates how your bile comes out of your gallbladder. It dictates how your liver does detoxification. And they, it won the Nobel Prize, what, two years ago? Circadian Rhythm Research won the Nobel Prize. This is how important it is. And so when, I, when pe people are like, what can I do that's cheap or low cost? I'm like, first thing in the morning, when your eyes open up, either get up and open your blinds, don't lay in, in bed, get up and open your blinds and, and go back to bed, but you can at least get the bright light or go outside, right? You live at the beach, mm -hmm. go outside for five or 10 minutes, get that natural sunlight. As soon as you wake up, it's called the cortisol awakening response and it responds to natural bright light. If you were me and you live in Portland, Oregon, where it's, like I said, currently <laughs> raining, like 30 degrees, I have a full spectrum light box. It's like this it's like the size of a piece of paper. It's like eight and a half by 11 and it's full spectrum, meaning it like mimics the sun. Mm -hmm. And I just reach over and I tap it on and it's this bright light and I keep it on. I have it in the kitchen actually, because I get up, go downstairs, let my dog out. And then I have it in the kitchen. So when I'm making tea, that kills me. <laughs> I turn on my light and I have the bright light and I have it on anywhere from like 10 to 20 minutes in my kitchen while I'm moving around my kitchen and um, my computer's there and, and all the stuff. And so I tell people either take the bright light with you, take it to your bathroom or have it at your bedside table. If you just like to lay in bed and wake up with your, like if you co-sleep or you're talk to your partner or your kids or whatever. And in that bright light gives, tells the brain, like we're going to switch from conscious to alert. Conscious means you're aware. Alert means you're ready to go. The number one question you can ask yourself is how fast does it take you to feel alert in the morning? And if you say, I need two cups of coffee in two hours, I know your awakening response is pathetic and we need to work on that that we need to get that up there to help with energy now the reverse is at night at night you want to be off your screens you want to wear the blue light blocking glasses you want to wind down and i know this is so hard for men and women who have kids mm -hmm. because they put their kids to bed and then they have private time either to be with each other which is great except if you wind yourself up, then you can't sleep and then you've got problems. But what I find from a lot of men and women is they're like, well, that's when I, that's when I work on my business. That's when I check email. That's when I do the mail. That's when I run a couple loads of laundry. That's when, that's when we plan. And I'm like, but it's, it's driving up cortisol, epinephrine and norepinephrine to a degree that may be causing sleep issues. You don't get as great of a deep sleep. You don't fall asleep and stay asleep. And so I know it sucks, but I'm like, I need you to wind down at night. A lot of people will wind down using literally wine, right? They'll have a glass of wine. They'll have two glasses of wine, alcohol, whatever their choice is. Um, and then they find because of hormonal reasons, they sleep worse. Mm -hmm. It'll affect your blood sugar. It'll affect your detox. It'll affect your hormones. And so women will say to me, you know, I'm noticing when I drink my wine now at night that I can't sleep or I wake up with hot flashes, no matter their age, or they're like, I wake up um, you know, hungry or, you know, I wake up with a headache and, and I'm like, they're like, I just had one glass of wine or whatever it was. I'm like, yep. Alcohol has that effect. So it's time to dial that back. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, <laughs> you know, but if you're hormonally struggling, it's a big one. You made me feel so good right now. That was so much epic information. Um, there's kind of an, a joke with my friends. I mean, they, with full respect, but it's funny because I wake up really early. So I tend to wake up depending on when I go to bed, but I, this is a joke that I go to sleep so early. So it could be anywhere from like four thirty, four forty-five to six depends. Um, you know, on wait, average, wait, I would say like, wake up when I wake up, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The joke, the joke is that I go to sleep sometimes at 8.30, sometimes yeah. at 9. I'm like, listen, you know, I'm at a point in my life, I'm like, my social life, if I'm only going out if it's making me better. If it's not, I, I have never, like, my skincare is all natural. Like, I'm trying to ward off anything that I can. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sleep, basically. Human growth hormone. Oh, this is something that I, you know, in our next podcast, like if we can go through this, because what happens to you hormonally, even while you're sleeping and the cycles and, and when you're not sleeping at certain hours and how that's affecting your hormones, like it's massive. Right. And so, you know, I, yes, I go to bed really early, but I wake up and I, why I feel so good is because I do wake up and that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm not like jumping out of my bed, but you know, I, I open the blinds, I, I meditate. So it's like this, you know, it's a calm awakening, but I certainly do not feel, I feel more excited than I do like, Oh, let me just lie in bed. Like I don't feel that way, you know? Yeah. And it's not like I've been like this my whole life. It's, it's actually rad that I have a different reference where I'm like, Oh, I remember when I didn't feel this way. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah, I have women and, and men too. Men are like, yeah, I tried that. I opened my blinds, you know, and I didn't feel more energetic. I'm like, well, okay, one, one morning, sweetie, is not going to do it. Like, it's a process. It's a you process. literally have to retrain a rhythm that you have ingrained in your body and you have made dysfunctional for just through whatever your habits, patterns, you know, lifestyle, job, whatever it is. And so you're trying yeah. to like unwind patterns and it takes consistency and it takes practice and it takes you know, trying stuff and then being like, actually, no, that doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm going to change that. And being okay with the fact that it doesn't work for you, yeah. try something else, you know? Totally. Like, totally. There's no, there's no written rule about a, a lot of this stuff. Now, I will say, like I said, the circadian rhythm is pretty ingrained. So if there is a rule, it's like, yeah, you need natural light in the morning and you need darkness at night. If you're trying to follow a natural circadian rhythm, I, would, I, I always tell people I, when we talk about the sleep thing, I'm like, no, I have a healthy circadian rhythm and I, I love, I'm, I'm not trying to fuck with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause it affects everything. Um, so that's beautiful gems, mindset gems is what I call them. Um, that I think will be so helpful to our listeners. A couple it's free, it's free and easy. That's what people, you know, again, like we said earlier, you know, it's the simple stuff that people almost don't believe. They're like, are you sure there's not a pill? I'm like, no, it's the sun. <laughs> The, every, the you know, goes like buy a $20 light box. That's full spectrum. Like it's not that expensive. Well, you know, I heard something, um, a while back ago that was so rad cause I'm really into primal living. I mean, I just, it, it, just being a primal human and I'm very, I am very primal on all levels. Right. But just this thing that I heard a, a while back. So back in the day when we were cave men and women, you know, we had two forms of light, really. We had the blue light, the bright light, which is like daytime, we're alert, we're awake. And then we had the red and the orange, which was fire at night. And so, you know, I think of like one of my best friends, she used to just be so annoyed with me because, and this is before I knew about this. This was literally intuitive. In my house, when the sun sets, all the lights set. I have yep. pink Himalayan sea salt lamps, that's perfect light. It's like this pink, really yeah. calming tone. I love to take a shower. Like I want to be in the spa when I'm taking a shower at night. Like, come yeah. down, right? Yeah. You know. And then she would always be like, "I can't see." I'm like, "Well, fuck! I don't know what to tell you, but I don't want that bright light on right now." You know? know. It's crazy. My, but my husband, my husband is a like he lights all the lights on, all of them. All that's the what my brothers are. I'm like, 
you really need all the lights. He's like, yeah, ma'am. Otherwise I can't see. I'm like, that's a glasses issue. Like you need to see your eye doctor. We need to bring it down. This is why you can't sleep. And I can, because I wear the right. glasses, the blue light blocking glasses and I, I bring it down. And so and it we, makes a big difference. It's a huge difference. I'm yeah. rocked out of sleep and he's awake till four in the morning. So yeah. Yeah. No, that's huge. Um, so a couple of things, because we're going to wrap this up. I got to let you back into your, your life. Um, so a couple of fun things. So first I want to ask you before I have these rapid fire words for you, uh, that I like to ask my guests. Um, so is there anything that you haven't spoken about in this episode that you love to speak about? And maybe you don't get asked about, I don't care what it is, if it's like <laughs> whatever it is, but if there's something there that we haven't touched on. Um, well, I would say my absolute favorite, I mean, hormones is always my favorite topic, but, and we covered sex hormones, but, um, one of the big things I lecture about is estrogen detox, proper estrogen detox, because estrogen scares a lot of women, men too. Um, but definitely scares a lot of women when they think estrogen, they think breast cancer automatically. And I know I, absolutely. I said earlier, estrogen helps tons with the heart, the brain, the, the muscles that are the joints, the, um, your skin, your mindset, but proper estrogen detox is a big one. And we have three main phases for estrogen detox. And so I really t commonly am teaching men and women like how we move through estrogen detox and, and how to best optimize your phase one, your phase two, and your phase three as you go through it. And, and know that there are things you can do in your lifestyle and your diet and supplements to sort of mitigate some of the risk or improve the way that your body um, lets go of estrogen. So that just makes me think of, um, and I don't know if this will take us in a rabbit hole, but you know, when we think of like plastic and things that can, that, yeah. yeah. Not, so definitely chemicals, plastic, it all goes down very similar, if not the same estrogen detox pathways. Okay. And, um, it is a lot of com competition. And so if you have an estrogen in your body, male or female, I don't care. And you're done with it. You mm -hmm. need to detox it, but yet you've drank out of a hot plastic water bottle that's been in your car, then the plastic, the phthalates, uh, and will go down the same pathway and will push your estrogen back. So you will still get these estrogen, high estrogen symptoms because the chemicals are competing on, on the, in the uh, detox pathway. Now, the chemicals themselves can look like estrogen. They can bind to the estrogen receptors like the lock and key and do the things and turn things on that you don't want to be turned on and, yeah. and all the symptoms you don't want. But when it comes to detox, it's, it's a hugely critical part of it. Um, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Same with alcohol. Okay. Alcohol, um, can, you know, it's going down the same, if not similar estrogen or the same p pathways as estrogen. And there's a lot of research on alcohol and estrogen. And I'll get a lot of pushback from people who go, well, I thought estrogen or excuse me, wine was like red wine was heart healthy. And I thought, you know, the poly, the polyphenols and wine was actually really protective. And I was like, well, there's, there's, there's protect, there's, there's the, the red wine, the grape aspect of it that is protective. That's like over here, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's still alcohol. <laughs> so yeah. I get negotiated with all the time. I have people who go, well, I only drink tequila because you know, I'm keto or paleo or whatever. Right, right, They're like, right. I only tequila, tequila, cause it doesn't affect my glucose. And I'm like, but it's, Still alcohol, you still have to detox it. Or they'll say, I drink, you know, the small batch, low sugar, glyphosate free wine. I'm like, that yep, me too. Same thing. Still alcohol. <laughs> like you still totally. have to down your detox pathways. And if 
your pathways aren't open and clear and ready to accept the alcohol, then you're going to struggle. So for the women who, and men who are struggling with hormones, um, the male and female hormones, I'm like, you really have to evaluate your alcohol habit because it really is contributing if you're stuck, if your pathways are stuck. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably, it's, yeah, I can see how people will be triggered because, you know, there's like an, an, and not to say like you have to be an alcoholic or anything, but like people love their glass of wine at night or their, you know, it's like social. I don't really drink. I might have an organic glass of red wine on random occasion, but I, it, it doesn't really fit into my lifestyle. And also in truth, it's like just understanding what's happening internally when I ingest alcohol. I'm like, eh, I'm not really, doesn't right. Right. Really, exactly. yeah, it's worth it. Like when you're in Italy and whatever, you know, but yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. But that's, that's a, that's a beautiful thing to share with our audience. Um, I get asked a lot like, Oh, then you must be against alcohol. I'm like, you do you, I drink, I, you know, yeah. like, I don't drink very often, but when I do, I'm conscious. I try to be really conscious about what I drink and like the area it's for, like, for example, like California wines have a very high, um, they're notorious for being heavily sprayed. And so I, when I do wine, I try not to do California. I try to do, you know, organic and yeah, Italy and France exactly, yeah, because perfect. the microbiome. Exactly. And yes. so I'm really conscious. I try to be really conscious about what I drink um, when I, when I drink, but I'm also conscious of what else is going on in my life. So if I'm like, super, even though sometimes when you're super stressed out, what you want is like the nice glass of wine on your back deck. Um, but if I'm like, I'm not sleeping and my last period was not good and the stress is really high and I probably haven't had any water today. Maybe I shouldn't have that glass of wine. <laughs> Maybe that would make so, No, it's so funny because my brain, like if I'm stressed, it's funny. I immediately, like, let me say it like this. The only time I really feel inclined to have a glass of wine or something is if I feel very at ease and I'm very, because if it's the opposite, I just feel like, uh, I like, I want to be conscious. I want to be present. I want to feel connected because that for me just feels like the mathematical formula that's going to keep me sound and, you know, feeling good. It's right. interesting, right. but everyone's different. I mean, I know that, you know, I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So rapid fire words. Basically, yeah. these are just some words that I love to throw at my guests. No competition. It's just kind of top of mind. What comes to you when I say them? I'm ready. Bring it. Okay. Here we go. Love. Oh, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog? I don't know if I would know what it is, but. Um, he, he's a, he's a mix. He's okay. a 55 pound yeah, he's got these big ears and this long tail, and he is like the greatest source. I mean, I love my husband, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like the greatest source of um, oxytocin, your love hormone. And yes. he makes my day every day because he has the biggest personality. And so I love yeah. that. Then usually he's not here right now, but usually he's like, a, like he, my dog took, my husband took him to the dog park. But usually my, I'm at home. He's, he's like around. He's, not, he's usually, you can hear him. You can, to like jump up, you know, <laughs> so cute. He's your <laughs> homie. He's your little homie. I love that. Um, and I love that you said that about the oxytocin, which also makes me so excited about our next podcast. My little nephews are my oxytocin too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh my God, come here. Give me that oxytocin. Um, the next word is challenge. Ooh, challenge. Um, I know it's supposed to be rapid fire, but My gosh, this is terrible. Oh, I'm learning to ski. <laughs> so I'm, like, 
I don't know. I didn't think of that. That's like my biggest challenge right now is learning how to ski. I That's know, hard. I know. I'm going to 42 years old. You can teach a dog yes. new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So that's my, that's my challenge is learn fear, overcoming fear. Let's say that that's how I should say it. I had, I have a fear. I don't know how to ski. You have to go fast. You might get hurt and I'm doing it anyway. I love that. Well, one of my, one of my other words is actually fear. So (laughs) skiing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have to remind myself going down the mountain that I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And watch these little five-year-olds just fly by me. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's crazy. Right? That's how I felt when I first started snowboarding too. I'm like on the little kitty mountain and they're just like crushing by me. Like, I'm like, ah, it's scary though, but it's yeah. so important to try new things. It's healthy for your brain. It's just yeah. resilience, confidence, all of that. So that's, yep. um, that's badass that you're learning. I'm going to follow up on that with you. Just so you yeah. Know. We're going again this Friday. I've only been twice. I've been I went on a Friday, a Saturday and a Sunday, and then we're going again. This we're going to keep going. The mountain's only an hour and a half from us, so amazing. We're gonna so yeah, fear. Do new things. I love it. Resilience. Ooh, cortisol. <laughs> I know, but you would say that. I know. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's yeah, it's cortisol and it's self care. It's cortis- It's your cortisol that is a big player in your resilience. And so, if you are not doing all the things in your self care, then you're not going to have resilience. Beautiful curiosity curiosity my job it's what I do for a living it's what I love for a living yeah I mean you're so good at it I love it being a curious human so important um the final word is surrender (gasps) oh that's a hard one for me just um it's just trust the process I love it it's just trust the process yeah perfect learning to trust the process because whether or not I trust the process is going to happen anyway yeah. So, through that, through that, <laughs> might as well like just strap in and go on the ride, right? Like, the, the path is laid before me. Just trust. Yes. Enjoy the ride. Okay. Dr. Carrie Jones, you are a badass. I, before I ask you to share your socials and where people can find you, which will all be in the show notes. I just want to say thank you so much for being such an amazing contributor. You are doing so much for the world. I have learned so much in this time with you. Literally, I'm like geeking out, so excited. You've elevated my day and I'm just, I'm very, very grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I really, I appreciate the opportunity. I'm so glad Ralph connected us and we've had this like kick-ass podcast for an hour or so. I know. And calling it out right now, like I said at the start, I'm like, uh, we need to be friends. And when you come to LA, can we meet? And yes, one of the things that I, I have to, I have to say this before I let you go, but one of the things I love so much in your about on your website is I wear heels and take herbs. I'm a quick witted <laughs> swear word, loving redheaded, natural hair color Gemini. I was like, Oh my God, I fucking love you. <laughs> you don't know it yet, but we're going to be tight. We are um, best friends. I know. Yes. I'm, I'm, one of my uh, good guy friends sent me a meme the other day and it said, um, I say fuck so often I forget it offends other people. And I was like, why do that? me. It does offend other people. I forget. There's a great Instagram um, profile that you should follow if you don't already called Fuckology. I which follow. Is, yeah, I don't you fucking love them? <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. Yes. There's a, it's just a passionate real word, you know, yeah. used like with sophistication at the right times. It just it, makes everything like mm. it really does. Like yeah. Yeah, keep it up. I'm with you. Okay, so where do our listeners keep in touch with you, follow you, all the things? 
So on on social media, I'm always on Instagram. So I'm at dr.carryjones. And everything I do on there is free. It's all education. I do work. I'm the medical director for Dutch Test. But um, everything is just like trying to get you guys empowered and educated and, you know, ready to take over for your own health. And then everything, all my, everything, webinar, podcasts like this one, um, will all be at dutchtest.com. So D-U-T-C-H test.com. Everything's free. You don't have to be, you don't have to be a practitioner. You don't have to, you can be a, you can be just somebody who's trying to learn more and you can click on the webinar education section and just get your nerd on and listen away. And it's all of our webinars and podcasts, not just mine, but we have others on there that are really good. That's amazing. That's what I'm talking about. You're such an incredible contributor. And I just want to say this. So every physician that I've spoken to podcasts that, you know, who I really respect from, you know, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon to Ralph to, you know, people, uh, my physician here, like I told you at, before we hit play on the uh, record, I have a Dutch test waiting for me because <laughs> it is universally with all the physicians that I respect, they all say that this is the premier test to really understand what's going on with your hormones. So there will be a link to, you know, everything you just said, but just, I just want to highlight that in this conversation before we wrap out that that is the test to do. You obviously want to do it with someone who understands how to, you know, connect the dots and, and, um, you know, put all the big picture together with the hormones, but yeah, the Dutch test, I can't wait to do mine. And maybe when we, you know, reconnect and talk again, we can, kind of evaluate. Yeah, exactly. That would be so much fun. Yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. I'm you guys, you know what to do. Follow this incredible woman. Um, and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. You guys, if you loved it, please share it on your social, throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at black belt beauty. I am also at Roxy look R O X Y L O O K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with, you know, editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.